Hello, fellow nerds, and welcome to another episode of the Modern Health Nerd Podcast, where every week we bring you fascinating conversations with the movers, shakers, and innovators in food, health, agriculture, and everywhere in between. I'm your host, Teresa Sam Houghton, Chief Nerd at Green Gut Wellness. And this week, I have a little bit of a different discussion to bring you. I'm talking to Mal Hebelwhite, who's the CEO of Atmo Biosciences. Atmo is focusing on something that has become more and more important in scientific research and health as time goes on, and is often discussed in the plant-based community. What is it? Gut health. It directly correlates to plant-based eating because plant-based is the diet that gives our guts the fiber that we need to be healthy. Gut health has been associated with everything from actual gut health to mood, and obesity, and possibly a whole host of other chronic conditions. The science is just starting to dig into this, but what Mal and Atmo are doing is allowing a window into the gut environment that we've never had before. This is the kind of conversation that I could have gone on for hours and hours and hours because when I was a health coach, gut health was my niche. So stick with me, nerd out with me, and enjoy our conversation. Well, welcome to the podcast, Mal. I'm really excited to have you on today. Thank you very much for having me, Sam. So why don't you introduce yourself and let the listeners know what you're doing at Atmo? Sure. So I'm Mal Hebelwhite. Uh, I'm CEO and co-founder of Atmo Biosciences. And we are a clinical stage digital health business. And we're focused on providing researchers, clinicians, and most importantly, I guess, patients with real-time insights into gut health and in particular, microbiome function. And the way that we do that is that we have a world-first ingestible gas-sensing capsule, which is a vitamin size electronic capsule, which you swallow and it detects gaseous biomarkers as it travels through, transmits the information wirelessly to the cloud for aggregation and analysis to give you insight into microbiome function and thereby into gut health or dysfunction. Which is such a huge help in today's world because we keep learning more and more through scientific studies that are coming out how important gut health is. And there's something kind of strange uh, that I've noticed among my generation and particular millennials. So a lot of people I know seem to have gut problems. And I don't know if it's because we're a generation that's been more exposed to chemicals in our food system or what, but that was one of the things that caught my eye about what you're doing is just so many people in my circle of friends and colleagues have something that seems to be related to the gut. So what got you interested in studying gut health and the role of the gases in particular? Yeah, so uh, th this technology came out of an Australian university, out of RMIT University. And I think uh, what, uh, what got the, the researchers, the original developers of the technology interested and what they were curious about was this, um, this growth, very, very large growth in gut problems and in gut health issues, as you say, whether it's due to, um, you know, increased processed food or um, exposure to, you know, as you say, various um, inputs into the agricultural system, uh, I don't know. But there, there is an enormous um, growth in the number of issues that people are having related to gastrointestinal health, but also related to immune system and immune system response. 
And um, if you look at the explosion of interest in the microbiome, um, part of that is due to um, the recognition of the role that the gut plays in immune system response and in your immune health. Most of your immune cells are located in the gut, um, but it's also uh, been driven on the back of um, things like recognition of the gut-brain axis, where the gut is actually playing a role in, um, in mental health and in, in the connection to the brain. So there's, there's a lot of issues that are related or appear to be related and connected to, to the gut. And we would really like to uncover what is essentially a black box at the moment, because the, the physiology of the gut is largely unknown. When you look at it, you've got a, you know, essentially an eight or nine meter long, you know, 30 foot long tube. And what is going on in the middle of that tube is largely a mystery. And we would really like to open a window and shine some light on the physiology of, of what's happening in terms of gut physiology. So tell us a little bit about the product that you are developing and how it works to help you open up and uh, uncover the mysteries of that black box, as you said. What it is, is a, an electronic capsule. It has um, some sensors which respond to uh, various gases in different concentrations. And um, once it's been swallowed, um, there's a membrane uh, separating those sensors from the contents of the gut. Uh, that membrane lets gas in, but not liquids. And the the microbiota that are in your gut and that are present in various concentrations, um, usually uh, increasing concentrations as you move further along the gut. So, you know, orders of magnitude more microbiota in the, in the large intestine, for instance, compared to the small intestine in healthy individuals. Um, they're producing gases as a result of um, fermentation and digestion of the food that you eat. And um, we can sense some of those gases and some of them are um, recognized as being clinically important indicators of gut health or dysfunction, particularly depending on the location that they're in. So we are sensing those gases, um, hydrogen, oxygen, carbon dioxide, and we're working on other gases like uh, methane and hydrogen sulfide. And by sensing them, we can determine what sort of activity and function is uh, taking place as a result of um, microbiota. And that gives us an indication of a person's health or dysfunction. So for instance, if, um, if, you're, uh, if you're detecting you know, hydrogen production in the first part, the early part of the small intestine, compared to a healthy individual, that might be indicative of you having an issue or a problem um, related to something called bacterial overgrowth, for instance. And so um, the, the current methods of diagnosis of that are, um, are somewhat guesswork. There aren't a lot of tools around uh, for clinicians in particular to, um, to determine a, a definitive diagnosis. And so we're looking to provide a cheap, accurate, um, convenient method of, um, of detecting these gases and providing clinicians and patients with a tool that um, enables them to get to a diagnosis faster and gets um, relief of, of symptoms for patients and, and makes some savings to the healthcare system in general. It sounds like this could really dovetail well with the movement we're seeing in personalized nutrition, particularly personalized probiotics and personalized medical care. Do you see this as being a, a tool that could be used to help further that by identifying specifically what's wrong and being able to create 
these care programs or, or care regimens for people? I think you're absolutely right. I think one of the things that attracted me to to this um, uh, this technology in um, in spinning it out from the university and and commercialising it is is exactly that the fact that it could be it, it plays towards this trend in medicine in general towards personalisation. I mean, if you look at things like you know genetic sequencing. Um, patients are, are eager to understand their own personal situation. And I think that this, um, this can assist in, in that process, particularly when you think that um, some of the gastrointestinal issues that are commonly treated are treated on the basis of a, of a general kind of situation, whereas this could help them to identify what is going on in their own personal situation. And then it could help to either monitor or manage, you know, whatever condition they may have. So I think it, it can absolutely play towards that, that trend towards personalized, personalized medicine. Now you mentioned something that also caught my eye when I came across your company, and that was that this trans transmits the information to the cloud. So you can actually track it on mobile devices. And that was really interesting to me because one of the things that got me interested in gut health when I used to be a health coach is I've had my own gut problems and the things that I had to go through medical wise are not really things you want to be plugging in and listening to on a podcast, uh, to put it mildly. And this sounded like such a, a non-invasive alternative. So how does that cloud connection and then the interpretation of that data work? The capsule transmits the information, as I said, wirelessly, and it sends that data to a small uh, handheld receiver, the size of a, uh, a mobile phone or, um, or smaller. And then that receiver connects to a smartphone app and via the phone and the smartphone app, uh, the data gets transmitted to the cloud. Now the, the smartphone app also has the ability for the subject to input symptoms or, um, or food intake or bowel movements um, so that we can collect those metadata and combine them with um, the gas profile information. And all of those data are sent to the cloud and can be accessed via web browser. So you end up looking at these gas production profiles. So, you know, from coming from the, the sensors that we have on board and that's uh, displayed over time until the capsule is expelled with a, a bowel movement. Now the temperature is also displayed on the, <clears throat> excuse me, on the smartphone app. And that provides an indication to the subject um, whether uh, the capsule is in or out. When, when the temperature drops with a, with a bowel movement, if the capsule has been expelled, um, temperature drops uh, is displayed on the mobile phone app and indicates to the subject that the capsule has, has been um, been expelled. With the aggregation of the, the information in the cloud, um, the, the really interesting thing is that we can create what will be a, a large normative data set. Like the capsule has been administered to over 110 subjects now. So we are starting to build what will become a large data set against which you as an individual can compare your profiles um, or against a, a cohort of um, other subjects with um, or patients with a certain disease state or of a certain age or certain demographics to, to compare your individual situation. You can also compare your own profiles over time. So if you're um, taking the capsule um, over a period of time to um, manage or track you know, your gut, state of gut health or, or, um, or a problem you may have, 
you can you can use the data to compare against a larger data set. That's very cool. So you have kind of a baseline that you're setting now and a, a, almost a database for comparison. And it sounds like it could be a useful tool also for physicians who are doing diagnostic work and need something to compare, especially since this is such a new frontier in health. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that we are doing some pilot clinical trials in a range of different areas um, with different indications. So for instance, um, we've got some pilot trials that are not only looking at healthy subjects, but they're also looking at people with, uh, with IBS, for instance, which is irritable bowel syndrome, which is um, a syndrome because uh, it's just diagnosed using symptoms. So it's an indication of how little is known about it and how, um, how clinicians really don't have uh, great tools to be able to definitively diagnose it, but it, it happens to be the largest chronic condition that is treated in the US. So it gives you an, an idea of just how big some of these conditions are. So along with IBS, um, we've also got pilot trials in areas such as um, inflammatory bowel disease, which is um, Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. So we're, we're looking at a range of conditions in which this technology might be applicable. Uh, because it's so new, a lot of these areas are really quite um, cutting edge and, and, and exploratory. And we don't know what the profiles from those other disease states will look like or how they'll compare against healthy subjects. But we do have um, quite a few healthy subjects um, for whom we've gathered their gas profiles so far. And we've also got some IBS subjects. It sounds like it's going to be incredibly useful because I've gotten the impression that IBS, at least for a while, became sort of a junk drawer diagnosis where if people showed up at the doctor and had all these problems and no one could figure out what it was, they just slapped an IBS label on it and sent them home without really being able to help them much and do that personalized nutrition or personalized medical care. Yeah, I mean, you can have um, you can have diarrhea or you can have constipation and still be designated as having IBS. It's just a different IBS subtype. So that gives you some indication of you know how diverse that this group uh, this group is and how difficult it it must be to understand not only what is going on but but how to um, how to rectify the situation. Our hope is that this is a tool that can help clinicians to to tease out the identification of different subtypes and then as you said you know early in the the conversation to develop a personalized therapeutic approach because everyone is different and everyone's situation will be different um, at the moment there's a, a kind of a catch-all approach um, which you know obviously doesn't work for for everyone in every situation so if we can better hone the, the personalized approach for an individual to improve their symptoms or to get them a result um, faster, then that's better for, for everyone, uh, better for the individual, better for the clinician and better for the, the healthcare system. I mean, at the moment, you know, one in five of us are going to have to go and see a gastroenterologist at some point in our lives. And a third of those people who do continue to have unresolved symptoms or remain undiagnosed. And if you talk to a lot of people who have had an extended period with irritable bowel syndrome, they'll tell you about the number of tests that they've been through and the number of diagnostic procedures that they've gone through in trying to identify what it is that is actually wrong with them and then to, to get it fixed. So a tool that enables clinicians to, to tease out that situation and then provide some direction or for, 
or better direction in terms of a personalized approach, I think is quite clinically valuable. And I agree, especially as I mentioned, the amount of tests that I went through, nobody ever gave me a real diagnosis. They were like, well, this is what seems to be happening here. Take this medication and this will help. Well, I was on medication for like five years and it helped. And after a while I was like, I don't want to be on this for the rest of my life. There has to be something else I can do. Now for me, I, I was fortunate enough that that particular area of the problem responded very well to dietary change, which is something I wanted to ask you about as well. I know a lot of people who have things like IBS or some kind of, of digestive issue, they also have one or more food sensitivities, whether it's FODMAPs or, or something. Yeah, does your capsule do anything to help with that? Or do you see that as being an application in the future, especially since nutrition is still largely, unfortunately, an ignored part of health in the major healthcare system? It's certainly an area that we think has a lot of potential. And although it's early days, we have a trial that is about to start, for example, in Sweden, um, in Gothenburg with uh, Professor Magnus Simran and his team related to dietary intervention. This particular trial is related to fructans and, um, and fructan ingestion. But um, there are a number of other areas where um, the capsule has application in terms of dietary intervention. We have an IBS trial, um, which is a dietary intervention trial, which is underway in Melbourne at the moment. And that will be finishing up shortly and then we'll be publishing next year. And that's with Professor Peter Gibson's team. So we, we see this as having potential application in a number of, of areas where diet and uh, food intolerance, for example, is, um, is a problem. To give you some, um, some idea, I mean, breath testing, in particular hydrogen-based breath testing, is a widely used tool for indication of food intolerance. Um, and particularly for bacterial overgrowth. There's a lot of controversy around breath testing because it is not very sensitive or specific. It's, in fact, it's, it's not much better than tossing a coin, but it, it hasn't prevented um, a lot of breath tests being done every year. Um, if you look at you know, the US, there were hundreds of thousands of tests um, done per annum in, in the US, breath tests. And in order to diagnose bacterial overgrowth, a breath test needs the, the gases that are produced in the early part of the small intestine that are suspected um, of being produced by microbiota that might be present there to be absorbed into the bloodstream and then exhaled through the breath. And as a result, you're measuring um, parts per million of hydrogen that are produced. The, the gas sensing capsule, the Atmo gas sensing capsule is measuring percent concentration or parts per hundred. So it's thousands of times better than the next best tool that, uh, that is available in the form of a breath test. And if you know where the capsule is, which we do, then you're measuring the gases at the source of production and, and you know where the gas is being produced. So this is seen as being um, clinically very valuable um, as a tool to be able to diagnose things like bacterial overgrowth. So <clears throat> given that, that um, certain foods might produce um, more exaggerated symptoms um, when it comes to food ingestion. I think that this does have a, a role to play in terms of uh, understanding some of the, um, the food intolerances that, um, that people might have. And that is incredibly valuable for those of us who have been through the elimination diet route and still have issues. You can imagine, a, I think, um, you know, a, a patient establishing a, you know, a baseline with, with something like the gas capsule um, for their, their gut health and then monitoring 
their, their situation over time by, you know, potentially taking a capsule on a regular basis or um, incorporating it into uh, a particular dietary regime uh, if they're trying to understand, you know, what is going on with their own system and with their own physiology. So that, that's the place that we want to take this is, is opening it up um, more widely to, to more of a consumer base who are able to use it as part of their, um, their own understanding of their, their gut health. And I wanted to ask you about that. It sounded like the capsule is so non-invasive that you can use that temperature drop to know if it's not in the body anymore. If it's something that people are going to take more than once or use as a monitoring tool over time, what does the cost or your projected cost that you would like to be able to offer it at? What does that look like? Is it going to be something that, you know, the average person who's having some serious gut health problems is going to be able to afford as part of a regimen? Yeah, look, that's exactly where we're looking to take it. I mean, it's given that it's, it's early stage at the moment, uh, it's still a clinical tool. Um, but uh, we're on to our, what is now our, our third generation capsule in terms of the development. So this iteration of the system and the capsule um, is certainly cheaper to manufacture than the first iteration was. And we want it to get to the state where it, it could be available on a, um, the basis of people taking it you know, more regularly. We're moving it in that direction. Um, it will take quite a bit of development to get it there. And, um, and we need to generate the clinical data to demonstrate the clinical utility before we move it towards the consumer space. But that is the, absolutely the, the direction we want to take things in. I'm starting to envision a future where we can merge things like the technology that Atmo is doing with some of the things that are going on in food. I have a lot of people on the podcast who are in the plant-based space. And that's interesting because for people who have some of these more serious intestinal and gastro problems, sometimes adopting the healthier diet is almost difficult because they have those sensitivities that we've been talking about. But I can see this being merged with that, being merged with the personalized nutrition, maybe personalized probiotics and kind of making a new frontier for diet and health in the future. So what do you see as your greatest contribution through Atmo to something like that and of your, your product and your work in general? I think that um, as we, we talked about, um, the, the trend towards personalized medicine is, is one that expands beyond just gastrointestinal health. And I think that the Atmo gas sensing capsule plays towards that, um, that trend of personalized medicine. And I would like to think that um, we are contributing to healthcare in general um, and to gastrointestinal health in particular by opening up a window on what is currently a black box in terms of the, the physiology of the gut. There is so little, as I, you know, I've, I've worked in other areas of, of medical devices and healthcare in, in the past in, you know, respiratory and sleep medicine and spinal cord injury. And what's one of the things that struck me about um, the gastrointestinal space is just how little is understood about the gut and about its complexity and its interaction with other systems within the body. And I think that the gas sensing capsule is a tool that can help to uncover some of those, uh, those mysteries that, um, that exist around gut physiology. And if we can do that and also contribute to a better understanding of an individual's gut health, 
in order to either relieve their symptoms or obtain a diagnosis or to manage their condition, I think that that is a, a pretty good contribution. So the I and the team uh, within Atmo Biosciences very much see their, their mission as, as providing a tool that can help to do that. And I agree. I think that's a fantastic contribution. I think it's something that's been a long time coming. So you said you've worked in a lot of other medical areas. What what caught your eye about gut health after working in all those other areas, especially since it is such an untapped frontier? Well, the, the extent of some of the problems that people are facing um, as a start, you know, the fact that uh, you've got tens of millions of people with, um, with irritable bowel syndrome, for instance, um, that was one of the first things that uh, that, that was quite surprising and, and concerning because I'm very interested in, in improving quality of life in general. A clinically unmet need um, such as this in terms of understanding gut physiology, that was you know, one of the first things. The other thing that struck me was just how debilitating some of these symptoms are. I mean, if you look at uh, something like irritable bowel syndrome that prevents someone from um, socialising or working, the, the hit to productivity um, for that individual and for society and is, is really quite great, particularly when you, you look at the numbers involved. Or if you look at you know, inflammatory disease with you know, Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, these are really serious conditions that can have an enormous impact on, on an individual, not just in terms of their quality of life, but in terms of the, the trajectory of, of their life. So um, I, I'm interested in improving quality of life, but also you know, making an impact and advancing the field. So, you know, one of the things as, as an engineer, as well as a, you know, a business person that I'm interested in is creating and making things and adapting and inventing technology that is innovative and that has uh, application to unmet clinical needs. Um, I think that gastroenterologists are really excited about this technology because it fulfills an unmet clinical need that uh, to date they haven't really had the tools to to tackle. So that's that's exciting to be able to come up with something that is, you know, interesting, uh, innovative and has the potential to make a big impact. It's exciting to me too. And I have a lot of friends who are still health coaches that I think would be excited by this technology and hopefully would be able to use it eventually with their own clients because as we've been talking about gut health is the the source of so much it's the source of major major life interruption it can be you know source of problems with your mood it can be source of problems with so many other physical ailments i can see this being a big even in in the alternative and the natural space so We've been talking a lot about the unmet clinical needs and the fact that people are really, people don't know who don't have these things, how just life altering it can be when your gut doesn't work. Uh, I can, I know from experience and from the experience of my friends. So what do you think in your opinion is really needs to be the next big focus in like health? And also I would say in food because the two are inextricably linked, especially when it comes to the gut. What do you think? needs to really be the focus area to help with these problems and make sure that we can get towards that future of the personalized care and the personalized medicine? Well, if, if you look at the, the recent explosion of interest in the microbiome and, and its role in a bunch of different conditions, I mean, everything from you know diabetes and obesity, even cardiovascular disease and mental health. Um, I mean, there's research out there now about the connection between the microbiome and uh, things like schizophrenia or Alzheimer's. Um, I think that um, 
we're only just starting to discover uh, just how important a role the microbiome and the gut plays in that. As a result, there are multiple emerging businesses that are focused on measuring microbiome composition. So, you know, you can get your stool sequenced and you know, get a report back on the, the, uh, the microbiome composition within your own system. But measuring microbiome function is a major unmet need. And that's one of the things I like about uh, Atmo Biosciences and our capsule is that we're directly addressing that need to under better understand microbiome function because the, the microbiota are producing gases and we're measuring those gases. And that then enables that personalized approach um, to determining gastrointestinal indications, but also gut health and wellness, um, because that requires a strong understanding of an individual's uh, physiology. So I think for, for gastrointestinal issues, I think that understanding microbiome function is the next uh, step that we need to take, given that we can now very well understand microbiome composition, you need to know what those microbiota are actually doing um, because otherwise we're a little bit limited in terms of our ability to extract insight from the, the, informa the available information. So knowing not only what you have going on in the gut in terms of the composition, but also, like you said, knowing what they're doing, it sounds like it can also be very useful for research because it, it almost sounds like it could start to bridge the gap between knowing, okay, we have these particular microbes that are related to obesity or to diabetes or something, but why? It almost sounds like you can start to make that link with the functionality and testing the function. Exactly. So, I mean, we've, we've got interest and, and we've got some, some studies that are uh, in the planning stage where we're looking to do exactly that. In fact, we've got one that we've, we've announced uh, recently with an LA-based, a California-based uh, pre- and probiotics company where they are looking to use the capsule to demonstrate the, the benefits of their prebiotic pro product and do that in irritable bowel syndrome subjects using the capsule to demonstrate the benefits of a, a therapeutic candidate or a functional foods candidate or, um, uh, or, or a probiotic product um, in order to, to demonstrate um, benefit of that, uh, that particular product in a certain disease state or in maintaining gut health and wellness. We're looking at, at two different uh, kind of strategies here, two different arms in providing our own you know, prescription-based uh, diagnostic tool, but also using it as a, uh, a toolkit, the picks and shovels for other companies to be able to demonstrate the benefits of their product. Which will be a complete boon to functional food companies, because if you look at the data and you look at the articles that are out there, you have some people who are saying, okay, taking this particular probiotic or eating this yogurt, eating this fermented food, it's totally good for your gut. And then you have other people saying, well, no, it's not going to be because the probiotics die or what have you. And I've also been reading a little more on fermentation, which is now considered like the third pillar of the alt protein community, which has its own health benefits. It sounds like something like your, your product used in a, a study setting could help these companies actually say and, and solidify the claims that they want to make health wise. So that's exactly why they're interested to be able to differentiate themselves or to uh, to substantiate you know whatever claims and, and benefits they might be be making and it spans you know not just um, food products and food ingredients but also you know there's 
therapeutic candidates, for instance, we're talking to a, a NASDAQ listed company who has a, um, a candidate for inflammatory disease and they want to use the capsule and its ability to measure um, certain gases to be able to demonstrate um, the benefits of that, that candidate. And that's a big deal too, because inflammation anywhere, but especially in the gut, is such a, a nasty and kind of insidious and in many people chronic problem. And it seems to be the basis for so many diseases now. Just being able to measure that and to know sounds like it could be a game changer. Yeah, it's look, it's early days and um, and drawing the, the line connecting, you know, the gases with the various disease states is uh, is a new area. But that's one of the reasons we want to pursue it, because we think that um, if we can, that that could potentially be a, a really valuable tool. Because at the moment in inflammatory disease, for instance, I mean, you've got certain tests that uh, you can use to um, to measure inflammation and get a read on it. You, you, the other um, method that is used is just visualisation, whether through endoscopy or through a camera capsule. But having the ability to also determine uh, the gases and the role that they're playing, whether it's hydrogen sulfide or short chain fatty acids or other volatiles uh, or methane, um, we see that as being very interesting and, and having a lot of potential. And your mention of short chain fatty acids makes me think of, again, a link to the plant-based space where fiber is touted as the miracle uh, missing nutrient, I should say, and that's, we know a lot of that is true, but being able to actually see that in action with the short chain fatty acids, I mean, honestly, I could talk about this for hours, but I should probably lead into the big question that I ask everybody, and that's, if you could bring about one change in the modern health system, no, no, no barriers with money or power, like you had all the money and resources and power possible, and you could do one change in the modern health system, what would it be? I think it would be um, uh, providing everyone with uh, the ability and the tools and the opportunity to uh, to utilize a, a personalized approach to their their healthcare situation and to their disease state. So you know, having the tools available to to enable that kind of personalized approach to crafting a therapy that is um, uh, that is targeted to to their situation. That's that's what I would I would like to see seeing that on more of a broad broad base and doing it in such a way that you're leveraging the considerable digital infrastructure that that is now available. We're we're seeing the convergence of you know a, a bunch of different things: miniaturization, wireless technology, associated kind of digital infrastructure. You know whether it's the cloud or, or otherwise, and all of that coming together allows for a lot of potential and there are a lot of opportunities and that's one of the things that I think we're taking advantage of here is that convergence so if that enables a more personalized approach I, I think that that's fantastic it sounds like you are on the frontier of that right now and I would love to have you back sometime in the future and hear how things are going and what else you've been able to do is you develop your capsule. The day that hits the market is going to be an exciting day across the board. I can tell you that there's going to be a lot of people who are, uh, well, I call myself the chief nerd, but there's going to be a lot more people who don't normally nerd out, nerding out over that one. I, I, that's my prediction. <laughs> well, th thanks for having me, Sam. And I, I look forward to uh, joining you again in the future and telling you about our progress. Well, it's my pleasure. Like I said, I could talk about this for hours. So thank you. 
this was one of my absolute favorite conversations to have in terms of being a nerd. So I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. I think that Mal and his team at Atmo are doing such amazing things and it's going to be game changing for people who have been suffering from gut health problems for years with no diagnosis. And if you have one, as we talked about during the episode, you know how crippling it can be. So keep your eye on Atmo. And if you want to do that, you can check them out at atmobiosciences.com. You can also follow and connect with Mal on LinkedIn as well as following Atmo on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Modern Health Nerd Podcast. And if you want to hear more about what's going on in the plant-based space, check out the Modern Health Nerd newsletter, the companion to this podcast, at greengut.substack.com. Join us next week for another episode of the Modern Health Nerd. Until then, stay nerdy. The Modern Health Nerd Podcast is brought to you by Green Gut Wellness. If you're ready to put a novel twist on your content strategy, visit greengutwellness.com. 